This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. And I have booked a whack of good guests coming up in the next few weeks to come. But for today, I'm going to be doing a solo show. Maybe one of my last for a little while because I booked such great people coming up. We're going to be talking about nutrition and all kinds of things that delving way deeper than I have before in the future with some expert guests. But today, I thought I'd just summarize all the stuff that's been sitting on my desk waiting for me to tell you, including questions from the audience. And the first question I got, and I got a lot of this, was you keep mentioning, (laughs) I know I do, you keep mentioning the CNN Jeff Corwin coverage when they talked about the bear and the moose, but you don't tell us what to do. Okay, my bad. I am critical of the fact that they did this big piece on CNN where they were going to tell you how to protect yourself after a family was attacked snowmobiling by a moose and they never told you they they kind of led up to oh, we're going to tell you how you can be safe and we're you know and then they didn't they got jeff corwin on and he knows how to be safe around bears but he didn't tell you instead he made some jokes about outrunning the other person which you know i really think that's <laughs> not going to work for you because most of us we don't go hiking camping snowmobiling with our enemies right You go with your children and your best friend and your lover, your partner, your husband, whatever. You don't want that person to get eaten by the bear either. So that really doesn't work. I think that's just ridiculous. So, okay. In the interest of keeping everybody safe, I looked up a whole bunch on the different animals because the difference between being confronted, because it's not usually an attack, but being confronted by a bear or a cougar or a moose or uh a wolf these are all different things and you're supposed to react differently and how are you supposed to remember all that at the time it's pretty tricky the main things though if you're going somewhere where you expect to see bears have bear spray right if you're going somewhere (laughs) where you know bears are out then you want to keep your distance you want to be fairly loud so you don't surprise any animals you never want to feed any wildlife at all You never want to approach them. Don't take selfies with them. And don't wear earbuds or listen to music when you're around them because you won't hear them sneaking up on you. Come on now. You got to hear. You got to see. You got to be aware. Stay at least 100 meters. That's like 10 bus lengths from a predator. So if it's a bear or a coyote or a wolf or a cougar, don't go closer than 10 bus lengths. That's pretty far. It's like a football field. Don't get close. Really don't. Well, maybe it's a half a football field. It's maybe like a kid's baseball diamond distance. Travel when wildlife is most likely to expect people. So you want to go in the middle of the day when it's busy. You don't want to go like at the very end when there's no one on the trail or the early, early morning before dawn. That's when the animals are out getting the food they need to survive. So the thing is, every time you interrupt an animal... You know, you whistle at it or call it and take a picture or jingle something or, God forbid, you feed it. Every time you do that, you're interfering with its survival. You've taken some moments out of its life where it could have been eating, it could have been listening for predators, and it wasn't. So you're really endangering that animal right there in the moment, not to mention repeatedly. 
And they have this saying out here in BC, British Columbia, where I live in Canada, and we live in bear country. You see those signs all over the place. You live in bear country. Be bear aware. Well, they have this saying, a fed bear is a dead bear. And that really does apply to all these animals. If you get a wolf or a coyote or a cougar habituated, used to eating from human picnic tables and camping sites or backyard garbage or fruit trees, if you get that going on, eventually that animal is going to become dangerous or at least make people think so. And it's going to get killed. So you're not doing it any favor. So never feed the wildlife, even by accident. Okay, so don't approach them. Don't allow them to approach you. The thing that draws them to your campsite is your food. And I hate to say it, but your pets are also considered food to some of these animals. So if if you've got a tiny little poodle or something, keep it on a leash, people. Keep it with you, really with you. Not a 30-foot leash, not a 50-foot leash. That's sort of like, you know, a dinner on a stick or skewer for the wildlife who just ambushes it quietly without you even knowing. No, no, keep that dog right with you, within hand reach all at all times. And even the big dogs, even the big dogs can become food, prey, or considered enemies by some of these animals. So keep them with you. If you see ravens, don't go there. Okay, so ravens, there's a lot of ravens. There's those big giant black crow type things flying around. If you see a lot of those, it means there's something dead in the woods that they're eating off of. And if there's something dead in the woods they're they're eating off of, something killed that thing or its family is around or for whatever, <laughs> you're in a feeding area a wildlife restaurant, get get out of there. Okay, so that's general advice for all the animals. Now I'm going to go into a little bit of advice for cougars particularly. They're the most dangerous. Mountain lions, cougars, they're like beige, brown, sort of lion-looking cats, like a lion if it had no mane, basically. That's what they look like, even the boys. And they're very fast and very strong, unbelievable like their ability to leap and jump and race and all that. You will not outrun a cougar. You won't outleap a cougar. You won't even outsmart one. So what you want to do is avoid them. If you see a sign posted that says cougars are here, to hike somewhere else. If you happen to see a cougar, and you're not likely to, they're likely to see you, watch you, stalk you without you even knowing it. But if you do see one, pick up your kids immediately. Join hands with adolescents or tweens. Make it look like you're a big group. Don't let a straggler, a weak one, look like they're alone and easy pickings. If the cougar shows interest or follows you, get aggressive. Maintain eye contact. Show your teeth. Make loud noises. If this doesn't deter the cougar, then start waving your arms, throw rocks, sticks. When you pick up stuff, don't crouch down and make yourself small. Stay big. And if the cougar attacks, you got to fight back. You got to fight back. You protect your face, protect your eyes, use anything you can as a weapon. Okay, so that's cougars. They're the worst. They're the scariest. Wolves. You're not likely to get attacked by a wolf. They're really quite afraid of people. But you don't want to tempt things by doing stupid things like cleaning fish at your campsite or leaving food on your campsite or having a messy campsite when you go to bed. These are all things that will draw them over. So don't camp where there's any carcasses that have washed up like seals or fish or animal carcasses. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's a wolf diner, right? Like get out of there. Go somewhere else and don't approach them because if you habituate them to you, that like we said about, you know, a dead, a fed wolf is a dead wolf. So don't do that. 
stay 100 meters away from them, wave your arms in the air, make noise if they're trying to approach you. If they continue to approach you, back away slowly. Don't turn your back on them. Pick up children, pick up pets, continue making noises, use bear spray if you've got it. And that's what they say for wolves. Okay, so now bears. Oh my goodness, if you see a bear, stop where you are and stay calm. Never run away. That's true for cougars too. They like to chase. Never run away. There's something in the cougar that just makes it automatically give chase to a running away animal. So same for the bear. Do not run away. I know you want to. Of course you want to, but you can't. Don't run away. <laughs> and make sure you have the bear spray really handy. Even if the bear hasn't seen you yet, even if it's far away, grab that bear spray. Have it on you. Okay. Leave the area quietly if the bear hasn't noticed you yet. But if the bear has noticed you, speak softly and back away slowly. So again, you're not turning your back on it. If the bear becomes agitated, make noises, act aggressive, but continue backing away and talking softly. Do not run away. And I got to tell you, in these instructions, it's like a song with a chorus. Do not run away is in bold and it's repeated over and over. Do not run away. Never run away. Do not run away. Like they're singing you the chorus because you want to run away, but you can't run away. The bear will catch you. There's no point in running away. So don't run away. If the bear charges, stand your ground and discharge your bear spray. Okay, when you're in spraying range. If the bear is steadily approaching you, move on to higher ground if you can. Yell at him. Discharge your bear spray. He says again, never run away. If the bear knocks you down, roll onto your stomach and lie still. Protect the back of your head. Spread your feet slightly so they cannot roll you over. If the bear continues to attack, fight them off with everything you've got. Focus on the bear's eyes and nose. Okay, so that's what you do for wildlife safety. But as you can tell from what they tell you to do when they actually attack you, it's not going to be good. So preferably you avoid them all together. Just be real careful with your food, where you go. Take those avoidance tips and you won't have these encounters. Okay, we're going to go to a break and come back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Stay tuned with me, Zeb Wolf. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion. Because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello! We're back on Animal Party with me, Deb Wolf. And I just realized I forgot to tell you what to do about a moose. Of course. Okay, so a moose seems like a big deer. You think, oh, no big deal, right? It's a, it's a vegetarian. It won't hurt me. Well, 
The boy moose, they, they have these racks of armor on their heads. Those antlers are made for hurting things. They're very, very strong, giant horns, basically, that will hurt you if connecting with you. And they have some peculiar mating behaviors and attitudes during mating season. <laughs> so you might get attacked by a moose, probably in a mistaken way. I mean, you see all kinds of footage on YouTube of them attacking lawn ornaments and Christmas displays and Halloween stuff, they get confused. So you you might actually have an encounter. Unlike with bears, it is okay to run from a moose. You can run, hallelujah, right? Because that's what your body is telling you to do when you encounter a, a big animal attacking you. Run! They usually won't chase you. And if they do, it's unlikely they'll chase you very far. If a moose knocks you down, curl up in a ball and protect your head with your arms and keep still. So it's very different instructions from the other animals we were talking about. And that's because the other animals are all predators and the moose is not. The moose doesn't really want to fight you or eat you. So it's a bit of a different situation. And if you can, get behind something like a car, a truck, a snowmobile, a tree, anything that will just make it impossible for him to charge you with those antlers or charge you with his if it's a female and she doesn't have antlers, possibly her front hooves. So that's what you do. Now, having said all that about wildlife attacking, I got to I feel like I have to do a full disclosure here. I'm one of those people that has been lucky enough to see so much wildlife close up. And I don't break these rules. I don't have off-leash dogs running around. And I don't have, um, as soon as I think there's wildlife, I leash my dogs, what I'm trying to say. And I never have the little ones. It's always a big one or two big dogs. And I don't have a messy campsite and I never feed them accidentally or on purpose, but I managed to see so much wildlife. I've seen all those animals on that list and more. I've swam with dolphins and manatee in the wild. I've, oh my gosh, there's just so many animals I've seen in their own habitat. And it is something. Your pulse quickens, your heart starts to race. You start to sweat where you want to or not. You get completely activated by this experience. And they smell you. They hear you. They know you're an excited human nearby. So there's no, you have to be very, very careful what you send out in these moments. And in my case, I'm very conscious of being calm and imitative. So if the animal I'm looking at is eating grass, I will pretend to be eating grass in a similar way. I'm very much like it. And I don't try and get closer. I just let it happen. And I'm very aware of what I'm thinking too. I don't let myself think things like, what if, and the whole bad list, what if it attacks? What if I can't get away? No, I don't let myself think any of those thoughts that could get sent out to the telepathic universe of animals through body language or some other thing I'm not aware of. I keep my thoughts focused on just this beautiful animal and how beautiful it is and how peaceful my intentions are. I don't make sharp movements. I don't make loud noises. I just watch it while it watches me and uh, eventually move away or it moves away. But I've seen an awful lot of animals this way. Always aware that something could change and always aware that uh, I might need to get out of there. And I, I don't go camping without one big dog, usually two. And I want to say something about that. Your camping dog should be trained to come to you when called. Also, if possible, if you've got a dog who listens well and learns commands, teach it to stay so it can stay at a distance if you need it to. If you need it to block that animal while you get the kids into the trailer or something, when you get the kids back in the car to leave the campsite and then the dog comes last. If that's what you need... 
That's helpful. So think about that. Okay, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we'll talk about something other than wildlife. We'll talk about Crocs. That's what we'll talk about next. Croc sandals on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Stay tuned. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, you're back on Animal Party, Pet Life Radio. And I was watching Much Music, an old comedy special from 2001 with Trent McClellan, the comedian, and he was talking about Crocs. And he said, if people with fanny packs are making fun of you, you know you've got something wrong with your fashion. Take your Crocs off. And he said, okay, so when I say that to people, they tell me, oh, but they're so soft and cuddly. And he says, so are puppies but I don't wear them on my feet. All right, well, I've got a Croc story for you. My dogs love Crocs. I don't know why, but I can no longer keep my Crocs in the living room. It's like they've declared that Crocs are doggy chew toys. I don't know if they smell similar. I don't know if they're made of similar stuff. My dogs don't touch my shoes otherwise, but I can't keep a pair of Crocs. <laughs> it's it's getting out of hand. I recently ordered two online of these fancy ones called dogs, D-A-W-G-S, because I love them. They're my favorite kind. And um, now I'm treating them, even though they're just like rubber cheap shoes, I'm treating them like they're gold because I don't want them to get chewed up by my dogs who are completely confused and think that these are chew toys. Sometimes you just have to pick your battles. So I've trained my dogs to come sit, stay, heal and behave and do all kinds of tricks and all that but sometimes there's just something they do that it's like, you know what? I don't know why you think these Crocs are a dog toy, but obviously we've got a difference of definition here. And the amount of effort and time it would take me to train you all to avoid my Crocs and dogs, it's just not worth it. So I'm just going to keep them in a different room. Sometimes we have to pick our battles. Yep. And on a similar topic, I know I was saying something on a recent show, I was talking about how it frustrates me when some of my customers will complain about a thing their dog is doing and then inadvertently reward that thing by taking pictures of it and videos of it and posting it and laughing about it and thinking it's so great. So they're sending the mixed message to the dog. So a few days after I made that show, I had a lot of my tax and receipts and bookkeeping out on the big kitchen table. And I had a bunch of dogs in the house, six or so. I don't know, four, six, something like that. And I look around and I see Fabio, my little poodle. He's like 40 pound, small standard white poodle. 
maybe I'll post a picture of him because I did what I said I should know my customers shouldn't do. Oh, there he is sitting there chewing a receipt. Like that's going to help me with my taxes, Fabio. Thank you so much for your help. But, you know, sometimes the dog is caught in the act. <laughs> and what did I do? Did I tell him, no, drop it and put him outside? Did I do that? Did I make him lie down underneath the table of receipts and show me that he wouldn't grab another one? No, I didn't. I went and got my cell phone and I took pictures and then I posted them to Facebook and I, Instagram. And I'm just as bad as all of you. And I'm so sorry, Fabio, because now he probably thinks that eating paper is a funny trick and it might be something I'll have to look at again. I may have to retrain Fabio not to eat paper or keep him away from my receipts. So I'm just as bad as all of you. Sometimes it's just too cute, right? It's just too tempting. You're just, you just got to get that picture, but beware, you may pay for it afterward. So I think I will post that picture. If I can find it, I'll send it and get it posted alongside the show. If you want to see other pictures of dogs having fun at camp, we had a, a freaky snowstorm in the middle of March, which is not unusual here, but People always act surprised because we've had spring for a while and then all of a sudden snow comes. The dogs loved it. So if you want to see dogs playing in snow or just the dogs that were here over spring break, quite a lot of different dogs. They're all there at Camp Good Dog on Facebook. And yeah, th there's links to our Instagram and there's my YouTube channel. I've always got good information on there. If you want to learn how to teach your dog to come or to stay or do any of the things I talk about on my radio show, there's instructional videos, clips, all of them free on YouTube under Deb Wolf Pet Expert on YouTube. I show you everything. And I don't use ringers. I don't pick the best trained Border Collie that I've been working with for five years and go, aha, voila, look at that. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I pick the stubborn dogs. I say sit and this dog looks at me like, no. And I have to say it like over and over. And I have to make him sit and make him sit. And that's the dog you got. So that's the dog you want to see learning. So I pick the ones that are not so easy to train. And then I train them. And you can see it all. Deb Wolf Pet Expert YouTube. Just go to the training section. You can look them up by subject, come, sit, heal, that kind of thing. And yeah, you can train your dog. There was one more thing I want to talk about before we go today. So recently in the news, first in Kelowna and then in Coquitlam, there were two different dog poisonings, both one in February, one in March. And I know most of my listeners are nowhere near Coquitlam or Kelowna, but everywhere around the world, there are parks and there is this danger of somebody putting poison out or something that is toxic to dogs. So in the case of the Coquitlam Park, it was probably something someone wanted to consume themselves, something expensive, so illegal drugs. And it was, um, but unfortunately, not only was it marijuana, which is really hard on dogs and small animals because they're so small and they have no tolerance, but also it, it was laced with fentanyl. And so what am I trying to tell you about this? I want to make sure that when you're out in your parks, you're really aware you're not kind of tuned out letting your dog just roam and wander and pick up whatever it wants and eat whatever it wants. Because even licking that fentanyl-laced package could kill your dog, right? I mean, it's that it's that dangerous. Even just picking it up and then you tell them to drop it, it could be too late. So you want to be really, really vigilant. And I hate to say that because I like to go for long dog walks and not turn my brain off and, you know, la, 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 and just let them run and roam and be themselves. But 
there are some nasty people out there. So you got to be aware of what they're getting into, what they might find, what they might pick up. And then it's really good if your dog is trained to come. If your dog is trained to drop and drop it, whatever it's got in its mouth. And if your dog is trained to leave it. So when you see something weird ahead, you say, leave it. And it doesn't go pick it up. If it's already picked it up and you say, drop it, it drops it. That's what you want. And you just practice this it's so simple with toys and balls and fetch. You have two balls and you go drop and you hand him the other one, drop. And you just, you know, you, you, he drops it. You hand him a treat sometimes until he gets the idea that, oh, dropping something for mom is always good. Whatever I drop is good. She loves it. I love it. It's great. Drop. I love drop. I can drop, you know, instead of it being no mine. Mine, 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 <laughs> which is what a dog's natural instinct is when he's got something tasty in his mouth. Mine, not drop. But you teach him over time that drop means something else, a substitute, a more fun or just as good substitute and pet and praise. So all that will be on my YouTube channel. I teach that. It's uh, the two two ball fetch trick. Uh, because many, many dogs out there think fetch is a game where you throw the ball, they grab it and run, and the human chases them. That's not the game. So if that's the game you're playing, you're not exercising your dog enough, and uh, he's outsmarted you, but it's not for his own good. He'd be better off playing fetch the right way, and you'd be safer to have a dog who knows how to drop things. So check out uh, the two-ball drop-fetch trick on YouTube and get your dog fetching properly. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. From me, Deb Wolf, and Animal Party, be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.